Welcome to Victory Church Winchester, Virginia's weekly podcast. Our desire is that you will find Victory a place to call home. Please take a moment to subscribe and share. Here is this week's message from our Sunday morning worship experience. This is God speaking here through the prophet Micah, who stood up as a bold voice, as an unapologetic voice in the midst of rebellion, in the midst of evil, in the midst of a society of spiritual bondage and darkness. And he spoke out loudly and proudly and unashamedly in his day the word of the Lord. And he said this, I will surely assemble all of you, O Jacob. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together like sheep of the fold like a flock in the midst of their pasture they shall make a loud noise because of so many people the one who breaks open will come up before them another translation translates that passage here the breaker will rise and they will break out pass through the gate and will go out by it Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. Last week, I began a collection of teachings um, that the Lord had put in my heart uh, to guide us through this sacred season of fasting and prayer. And the word of the Lord that kept coming to me over and over again as I prepared for these collections of messages and what God would have us in this new year was the word breakthrough. Last week, we talked about the beginning of a breakthrough. The beginning of a breakthrough is believing for a breakthrough. Come on. Believing that God is the God of the breakthrough and nothing is too hard for him. And so when we believe in the breakthrough, we believe that God is the initiator of the breakthrough. And I talked about the beginning of breakthrough. Well, this week, I want to tag a title to my text in our time together and I want to share with you a word that the Lord has given me entitled the breaker is rising the breaker is rising look at the person next to you and say the breaker is rising the breaker is rising how many of you believe it today how many believe in God for a breakthrough come on if you're gonna be if you're gonna receive a breakthrough you have to believe for the breakthrough And you have to believe that there is a God of the breakthrough. This morning, I want to talk to you about that God of the breakthrough. He is the breaker and he is rising. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, this morning for your word and the time that we have to gather around it. Lord, I'm praying, Lord, this morning, Lord, that I would decrease and that you would increase. That, Lord, we haven't come into this moment, Lord, right now to sing a song to attend a service or to hear a sermon. But Lord, we've come to hear from heaven. We've come to hear from you. Open up our hearts. Help us to be receptive. Help us to be expectant. And help us, Lord God, to take what you've spoken over our lives today and implement it as we leave this place and in this moment. God, we thank you for what you're going to do Release revelation and understanding of who you are as the God of the breakthrough. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
On May 6, 1954, there was an incredible achievement, athletic achievement, and many would call it a breakthrough in the area of sports. On that day, there was a man named Roger Bannister, and he ran, he broke through he, by running the first sub-four-minute mile that's ever been ran. This feat had been attempted by multitudes and multitudes of athletes since recorded in 1886. Um, no one, though, was able to break through. No one was able to run that sub-four-minute mile. And this man was one, maybe one of the most le least likely candidates to do that. He had his own training method. The experts said that he would be, never be the one who would do it. But on that particular day in 1954, he ran a three-minute, 59-second and one-quarter uh, mile. It was truly the holy grail of athletic achievement at that time. And when he broke the mark, he, even his most ardent uh, detractors and competitors breathed a sigh of relief because they thought to themselves, it can be done. We've seen it with our own two eyes. We, we know that it happened. And just 46 days after his feet, there was a man named John Landy. He broke the barrier again with a 3 minute and 58 second mile. Then just a year later, three more runners broke it in one race. In the last half century, more than 1,000 runners have conquered a barrier that was once considered hopelessly out of reach. And now that barrier, that mark, that record serves as a benchmark for others who would come after to believe that if it had been done before, it can be done again. What changed in that amount of time was the mindset and the belief in the people who knew that it could actually be accomplished. Somebody, a pioneer, had broken through. A breaker, you could say, had broken through so that other people could see that what had seemingly been impossible was now possible. And I share that story with you today because whatever field of work you're in, whatever place or position in life you're in, there are certain barriers, there are certain obstacles, there are certain hindrances, and there are certain impossibilities that you look at over your life and you are believing God for, but you have never seemed to break, be able to break through. And I want to tell you today that all things are possible because you don't have to break through in your own ability, in your own strength, in your own intelligence, in your own strength. But you have a God who has broken through for you. I'm believing God for spiritual, specifically spiritual breakthrough in this sacred season uh, this year. I'm believing that the impossible things are going to become possible, that the undoable is going to become doable. I believe that God is going to move the unmovable, change the unchangeable, heal the unhealable, stop the unstoppable, and start the unstartable because he is the God of the breakthrough. 
He's breaking us through and leading us into advancement and growth in this year. He's leading us into breakthrough. And his breakthrough is going to lead you, and his breakthrough is going to manifest in your family. He's going to break through in your health. He's breaking through in your generosity and your contentment. He's breaking through over your past, in your faith and your trust in God, in your spiritual growth and your willingness to forgive. God is breaking through in your attitude and your emotions and your thoughts. God is breaking through negative habits and addictions in the stewardship of your gifts and ministry. He's breaking through in your career and business. He's breaking through in your purpose and He's breaking through in your love for God and for others and in your witness and building God's kingdom. He is the God of the breakthrough. Come on, if you're believing for breakthrough, say amen today. If you're believing for the God of the breakthrough, the breaker to arise in this place today, give him praise. Come on. The God of the breakthrough. And I have a question for you in this place this morning. When is the last time that you experienced spiritual breakthrough. And I've come to give you good news today that we can experience spiritual breakthrough today because of the simple truth, the gospel truth, the biblical truth of this reality that I want to share with you from our text today. And it says this, this is what I wrote down. Because the breaker is rising, we can rise and enter into his breakthrough. The breaker was a person back in the Old Testament time who would work with government officials of other nations, and he would lead entourages through safe passages to their destination. When you had heads of state that they were going to meet with another head of state in another country, you would send forth a breaker. A breaker was somebody who would prepare the way. They would pave the roads. They would remove obstacles. They would make sure the passageway was safe so that the person who was needing a breakthrough could experience the breakthrough into safety and into safe passage. And so our God is the God who is the breaker. This word breaker in the scripture is the Hebrew word and it is translated the one who breaks in, the one who breaks up, the one who breaks out, who breaks open, who breaks you over the limits, the one who provides the power to break away. Come on, how many of you believe in, in this place today that as the breaker rises, he's rising to break you in, to break you through, to break up some things in your life, and to break you out, and to break you away? Come on. Give God some praise in this place today if you're believing him for a breakthrough. He's the God of the breakthrough. And I just feel compelled to give you maybe some context or some historical insight into the culture and environment and society in which this man Micah is writing. He's one of the 12 minor prophets in the Old Testament. And though he's considered a minor prophet, his message was anything but minor. His message was major. We say he's a minor prophet, not because of value, the value of his words, but because of the volume of his words. You had major prophets in the Old Testament like Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel, but you had minor prophets uh, that 
had less volume of what to say, but everything that God has spoken throughout the entirety of Scripture has always been major. And some of you today, you need a major word from God. Does anybody need a major word from God in this place today? You don't need just a minor word from God that's going to give you just strength for today, but you want a major word from God that is going to propel you into this year, 2023, so that you can receive a breakthrough from God that's going to break you in to a life of victory, a life of purpose, a life of the God that God has planned for you throughout this year. You need the God of the bre- breakthrough, the breaker to arise. And so Micah, in the midst of a ungodly society, in the midst of spiritual bondage, uh, he penned these words. There was a, a man named Ahaz, and he was the king in that time, and he had led his people into incredible uh, ungodliness. Uh, he, they worshiped the god called Molech. He was one of the uh, darkest deities and throughout the entire scripture. Uh, this deity required as a part of the religious um, ordinances of, of worshiping Molech was, was that they had to give sacrifice, and specifically child sacrifice. And here we have this king of uh, Judah, and he was leading his people into spiritual bondage. It was dark, there were dark days, there were depressive days, there were ungodly days, and people were doing whatever they wanted. And here arose a man with the voice of God. He, he arose in spite of the darkness, in spite of, in spite of the persecution, in spite of uh, people speaking out against him, he rose with strength and he rose without fear and he rose up and he began to speak of the day and he gave, gave this promise of the day of when the breaker would rise, that he would gather a mighty flock. Even in the midst of trouble, God would raise up a powerful people and it would be such a great gathering of people that there would be a great noise, an incredible noise all among the land in that day. When God is doing an incredible work, he will gather an incredible group of people and it might be just, it just might be a loud church. Come on, somebody. It might just, when God is moving, it might be a loud movement. God's gonna gather a lot of people together. He's gathering a mighty flock because he wants to do a mighty work. And the promise was that this breaker would arise to bring breakthrough He would arise to unify, he would arise to deliver, and he would arise to lead his people into victory. I want to share with you three things this morning that the breaker is rising to do. Firstly, the breaker is rising to bring unification. Unification. God says, I will put them together like sheep of the fold. Don't miss this. What unites us is the breaker. See, Jesus is the breaker. This is a prophetic declaration of what Jesus was coming to do. This is one of those Old Testament prophecies that points to the person and the work of Jesus Christ and his life, death, and his resurrection. Jesus is the breaker. He is the one who brings us together. And hear the cry of my heart this morning for you as an individual and for us as a church and for us as a nation. We are a divided, fragmented people who are part. We are separated in a lot of ways in our society, but the breaker is arising to put us together. My prayer is, Lord, put our country together. Lord, put our church together. Put our families together. Put our marriages together. God, put our children together. Put broken lives back together. Put our ministries together. God, put us together. The breaker is arising that he might bring us together. 
And the first thing that you need to know is that if you are a Christian, a follower of Jesus, the breaker, the Jesus, uh, Jesus has come to put us together. He's come to unite us. Do you know that when you put your faith in Jesus, you are united with Christ and everything that Jesus accomplished has become yours? And Jesus serves as the breaker that we can enter into his breakthrough because of all that he accomplished for us. The scripture says that you suffered with Jesus. The scripture says that you died with Christ. The scripture says that, that you were crucified with him, right? The scripture says that, that you were raised with him. The scripture says that you were dead in your sin and now you are alive in Christ. The scripture says that you defeated Satan with Jesus. The scripture says that you are more than a conqueror through him, Jesus Christ, who broke the power of Satan's grip upon your life. Jesus is the God of the breakthrough, and he's the God because he broke through. Now we can break through and experience freedom and experience life and experience victory that he accomplished for us. He's the God of the breakthrough that brings us into victory. And he's come as a uniter that we might be united one to another, that we would lay down our differences. We would lay down our divisions, excuse me, because there's always going to be differences that we have one among each other. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, he said, let there be no differences among you. Let there be no, sorry, let me get this right. He said, let there be no divisions among you. He did not say, let there be no differences. May the breaker rise up and break apart our divisive ways. You see, division is of the devil. Difference is of God. God has created a multitude of people. He's created black people and white people and red people and brown people. He's created a multitude of people and our differences actually bring us together. Yes. To be different is to be distinctive. And we cannot allow our distinctions and our differences to cause divisions. Differences and diversity are of God. Division is from the devil. Remember when Jesus, one of his last prayers is, read your Bible. He says, that they might be one as you, Father, and I are one. He's praying for his followers. St. Augustine, a great man of God and a, a, a priest, he said, the theologian as well, he said these words. He said, in essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty but in all things charity. Here's what it means. Let's major on the majors and not major on the minors. Let's emphasize what unites us, not what divides us. And what is it that unites us? What is it that unites us? It's the life, the death, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the sinfulness of man. It's the necessity of being saved by grace through faith. It's the doctrine, come on, of the second coming. It's the doctrine of the resurrection. All of these theological truths 
that we know that unite us rather than divide us. God is bringing unity. The breaker is arising that he might bring unity to us as individuals, us as a church, and to us as a nation. But only the breaker can do it. Only the breaker can bring together people from different and diverse backgrounds and experiences and preferences. Only the breaker can do it. It says uh, there's one who breaks open will come up before them. There's only one that can do it. Jesus is the only one that can do it. It's not a politician. It's not a personality. Come on, it's not a social program. Only the breaker, only the Lord Jesus has the power to bring us together. It's Jesus that brings us together. The breaker is arising to bring unification. God, arise and bring us together. In the New Testament, the community of believers uh, did not have sameness. They had differences. But they were united. They weren't uniform, but they were united. This great community with people from all over the world on the day of Pentecost. And they came together as a united force because of the gospel. That's what the gospel does. The gospel brings us together. The good news about Jesus and the salvation that we find in Jesus is the thing that unites us and brings us together. It was a unifying force. But the gospel did not eliminate their distinctions. It eliminated their divisions. How many ever seen like and know that oil and water don't mix? Salad dressing bottle. You can shake that thing up, and for a moment, it comes together and mixes up. But you let it sit for a while, and those individual ingredients will go back to their compartments. They'll go back to their individual places. They don't nat- naturally come together. But the reality is, is that... Mayonnaise is mostly oil and water, and so is certain salad dressings. They're mostly oil and water. What's the difference? Mayonnaise, you can shake it up, but it's a solid. You don't have to shake it up. You can just use it, even though it's made of oil and water. Why? Because it has an emulsifier, which means it has something that brings these two substances together, and that substance is called an egg. It takes and infiltrates the oil. It infiltrates the water. And it brings them together as a solid substance. This is the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. He unites us with himself. He unites us with a cause, the great commission. Working together brings us together. It's the gospel. And then he unites us with one another. So we work together. The cross of Jesus is the great emulsifier. It's the thing that brings us together. And though we have differences, though we have different preferences, though we have different emphasis, we can be united and come together as a people because of what Jesus did for us. And here's the reality. That if you love Jesus and if you're a follower of Jesus, it's impossible for you to love Jesus more and love somebody who differs from you less. It's impossible for you to love Jesus more and love someone you differ with less. Because the more that you love Jesus, the more that you love people, even people that you disagree with. That's why Jesus was a friend of sinners. 
We don't love what they do, but we love who they are because we know that, that, what, that except for the grace of God, there we would go also. It takes a great amount of humility for us to humble ourselves. It takes a great amount of humility for us to empathize, for us to sympathize, for us to bring ourselves down to a level of empathizing and sympathizing with those who are not yet followers of Jesus. And to lay down our preferences and to lay down our doctrine, to lay down the things that we like and the things that we want and the things that we see. It takes a great deal of humility to do that. But this is a mark of a true follower of Jesus, to humble yourself as Jesus did, to give your life that you might show who he is. So not only does the breaker rise, not only is he rising to bring unification, secondly, the breaker is rising to bring emancipation. (laughs) Come on, the breaker is rising to bring us together, but the breaker is rising to set us free, to liberate us. The one who breaks open will come up before them. They will break out. They will break through the gate and they will go out by it. The breaker has rising. The breaker has come to set us free. And the reality is that Jesus has come to set us free. And those that are free are free indeed. Or positionally, if we are in Christ, we are free. But here's the reality. Here's the truth that not everybody who knows Jesus is free. Positionally, you may be free, but conditionally, you might still be in bondage. You're in bondage to a mindset. You're in bondage to an experience. You're in bondage to a habit. You're in bondage to a hang-up. You're in bondage to racism. You're in bondage to hatred. You're in bondage to your sin. You're in bondage to the things that hold you back from living the life that God has called you to live. But let me tell you today, the breaker is rising because he wants you to be free. He's come to emancipate you. He's come to set you free. Jesus came to free us. But some believers are still bound. I believe that God is breaking the chains off of each of us individually in this sacred season. He's revealing to us uh, thoughts. He's revealing to us ungodly thoughts, ungodly attitudes, ungodly habits, things in our life that should not be there, things that are still holding us captive after all these years that God does not continue to remain in our life, that he wants to remove as the breaker. He wants to remove these impossibilities. He wants to move these hangups. He wants to remove these obstacles. He wants to remove some things out of our life so that he can advance us and take us to where he wants us to be. It's a breakthrough into a life of victory. Hmm. And only Jesus can do this. He's breaking us out of our sin, out of our sorrow, out of our shame, out of our slavery, out of our shady and and suspect selves apart from God, and he's bringing us into freedom. Today, the breaker is rising to bring you out of compromise, to bring you out of carelessness, to bring you out of inconsideration of others. The, the role of a breaker is to set you free, to liberate you, to emanci- emancipate you. Amen. And Jesus came that you would be free. And Jesus not only came to set us free, but he came, listen to this, to show us the way. Yes. Yes. He came to go before us as our liberator, 
He came to do what we could not do. We could not unify ourselves with him. We could not set ourselves free in our own strength, in our own ability, in our own posturing, in our own trying to give our way in, in our own trying to obey our way. We could not enter into a breakthrough. But Jesus came in order that we might follow behind him and enter into his breakthrough. He's the God who sets us free because he shows us the way. He breaks in. He breaks up. He breaks us out. He breaks us away. And you need a break-in, come on, before you can ever experience a breakthrough. Jesus wants to break in and fill your life with his love, with his kindness, with his mercy. He wants to break into your life and remove the things that should not be there. Jesus wants to break in and he showed you the way to love the unlovable. Come on, to bless those who have cursed you. Jesus has come to show you how to forgive others who have done you wrong. Jesus has come in order to reveal himself to you. He's broke the way. He's made the way so that you can follow in and enter into his breakthrough. He has showed you the way of freedom. And now it's up to you as he is rising that you might rise up and enter into freedom and enter into his breakthrough. And see, Jesus first has to break in and all my, maybe my law enforcement officers, they understand this is called a B&E. It's called a breaking and entering. Come on. And you'll never know breakthrough until you first allow Jesus to break in. Come on. Somebody has to come and break in before they can break you out and they can break you through and they can break you past the things that have been holding you captive. The breaker is rising to break in. And so I say, God, break into my life. God, I say, break into my church. God, I say, break into my youth group. God, break into our children's ministry. God, break into our men's ministry. God, break into our women's ministry. God, break into our worship team. God, break into our our food pantry. Break into my family. Break into my agenda. Break into my schedule. Break in, God. Do anything that you want in my life to break in that you might break me through. This is the year of the breakthrough. And Jesus is rising to break us out of bondage in order to bring us into freedom. I'm going to close with this as Pastor Lem would come. And I know I've gone a little over, so I'm going to make this one quick as we do, as we close. The breaker is rising to bring unification. The breaker is rising to bring emancipation. And finally, the breaker is rising to receive, receive exaltation. He's rising to receive exaltation. Let me read it to you again. The one who breaks open will come before them. They will break out, pass through the gate, and go out by it. Their king, listen to this, their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. The king. The scripture says this, that God is enthroned on the praises of his people. When you enthrone someone, you are exalting them. You would never in your life come before a king empty-handed. Just as it was for the last thousands of years, if you came before a king, you always came and you brought a gift. The breaker is rising to receive the gift of our worship. He's rising that we might praise him. 
As our king, he goes before us. And what is our response to his unifying us? What is our response to his emancipating us? What is our response to his filling our life with all that he is and all that he does? Joy, peace, purpose, significance, freedom. What is our response to that? A reasonable response is to turn toward our king and say, God, here I am. I'm here to bring you what you deserve. I'm here to bring you praise. I'm here to bring you worship. And I want to share with you this morning, Psalm 145, verse 1, if you don't believe it already. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. As we exalt him, we are enthroning him. As we are enthroning him, we are worshiping him. As we are worshiping him, he's bringing us into a breakthrough and into victory. Your breakthrough is waiting for your worship. God is not going to break you through unless you worship him. The king goes before us. Enthrone him. And when you exalt him, it's not about your gratification. It's about his exaltation. So we gather together in this room this morning and we begin to praise the Lord and we begin to worship the Lord. Your praise and your worship is not contingent upon your gratification. It's not a feeling that you are pursuing, but it's your response to the goodness and the greatness of your king. And so we come into this place not to exalt ourselves, not to seek a feeling or an emotion, but we come here in this place today to, with a reason to praise, to exalt our creator, to exalt our king, and we begin to worship him. When we begin to exalt him, he leads us into a breakthrough. And I believe that as a church, this message has to be true of us individually for it to be true of us corporately as a people. God is speaking to us individually and as a church. I believe that as the breaker is arising, this is going to be a year of breakthrough. It's going to be a year in which we unify as a people. We might not see eye to eye. We might not agree on everything. But we're going to lay down our preferences for the sake of Jesus. And we're going to come together. We're going to unify as a church, as a corporate body. We're going to unify personally, one-on-one -on -one in discipleship. We're going to unify in connect groups. We're going to unify. This is going to be a year also of emancipation. People are going to be set free by the power of God in this church. Do you believe it today? Are you believing God for a breakthrough in our church for people experiencing Jesus and experiencing the freedom that they find that only comes from having your sins forgiven. It's going to be a year of deliverance. It's going to be a year of freedom. It's going to be a year in which those that of us that are believers that have been struggling with certain things throughout our life that we have not gotten free from, that we've been holding on to, that we're going to begin letting go and that God is going to set us free for as a result of his power to liberate us. So as a church, get ready for a year of a breakthrough of freedom in this place. Finally, because the breaker is arising, it's gonna, there's gonna be, this is gonna be a year 
of exaltation. It's going to be a year in which our worship goes to the next level. Because in order for us to enter into that breakthrough, you and I are going to have to come ready to exalt God. We're going to have to come ready to enthrone Him. We're not coming to get our needs met and our feelings we're prioritizing our feelings through gratification, but we're coming in saying, this is the day, Lord, that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. We're going to praise God even before we see the breakthrough, even before we see the victory, even before we see the reconciliation and God putting the broken things back together again. We're going to give God the praise in advance. So all across this room today, I want you to stand up on your feet. If you're believing God for a breakthrough, I want you to participate. I don't want any spectators here today. And I know that you've got your struggles, your issues, you've got your problems, you've got things that have been holding you back and causing you to fear or causing you to be depressed or causing you to be upset. Can you lay aside those things for a moment and begin to exalt your king? Can you begin to enthrone him on your praises? God is waiting for your worship in order to break you through today. How many of you want to experience a breakthrough today? You're going to have to give God the praise. Come on, in advance. Let's begin to worship worship him. Let's exalt him. Let us bless his name together. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Our vision is that you would experience Victory Church as a place to call home. We do this by encountering God through worship, embracing community through relationship, and expanding the kingdom of God through service. Find out more about Victory at victorywinchester.com.